Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is coming here to Detroit. Tickets go on sale Friday, April 21st. Now in its 20th season, the Peabody Award-winning quiz show with host Peter Sagal will be live at the Fox Theater on Thursday, June 15th at 7.30 p.m. And you can be there, too. WDET members should look for an email on Monday morning with a special pre-sale opportunity. But we have one pair of tickets to give away here on Detroit today later in the show. Again, we have one pair of tickets to see Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me at the Fox Theater, June 15th, 7.30 p.m. We're going to give them away about, uh, I don't know, half past the hour maybe here on Detroit Today. So you're going to want to stay tuned to the show. We're going to have a trivia question that we ask, and the first person who answers that question correctly will get uh, two tickets to that show. That is one of my favorite NPR shows, so maybe I'll try to answer the trivia question. Uh, actually, I won't do that. That would not be fair because I know the question, which means I know the answer. But certainly listeners uh, who are interested in that should uh, stay tuned and call us when we ask that trivia question. All right. uh, Up first, it seems like this week has brought one public relations disaster after another. Pepsi had to pull an ad featuring Kendall Jenner handing a Pepsi to a cop, apparently diffusing tensions between protesters and police. United Airlines is under fire after a passenger was removed very violently from a flight. Uh, He was beaten and bloody on the viral video that we've all seen of that. And President Trump's press secretary, Sean Spicer, faces calls to resign after saying that Hitler never used chemical weapons against his own people, unlike Bashar al-Assad in Syria. What should an administration or a corporation do to avoid these blunders? And what's the best course of action when things like this happen? I, I think the, the confluence of these events uh, this week is really interesting. It's not often that we see these kinds of uh, horrific missteps one after another after another to the point where people are making jokes that, uh, that maybe the folks at Pepsi are thanking the folks at United for taking the spotlight uh, off of off of their blunder. We're going to start the show today talking about this idea of PR crisis, how to handle it, messaging, uh, those kind of things. And we want to hear from you, 313-577-1019, 313-577-1019. What do you think of the companies that handle these things this way? United Airlines, are you going to fly United Airlines anymore after what you saw this week? Uh, are you getting rid of all the Pepsi in your fridge after you saw that Kendall Jenner uh, ad? Or or do you think uh, these are just mistakes? Uh, people make them, and uh, it's always time to just move on. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. Uh, you can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work your comments into the conversation. And joining me now to talk about this issue are two guys who know uh, the business here inside and out. Matt Friedman is a principal at Tanner Friedman PR firm, and Ari Adler is director of communications for Governor Rick Snyder. Matt and Ari, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks, Stephen. Good morning. Yes. 
Good morning, Stephen. Yes, it's good to hear your voice there, Ari. Uh, so I, I, I want to start uh, with both of you just talking about what we've seen this week. Uh, Pepsi, United, the White House. Uh, what, what what goes wrong inside an organization that produces this kind of, not just the mistakes uh, themselves, but the prolonged sort of uh, fumbling and bumbling that comes after it where uh, a company or an organization can't seem to regain its footing uh, after making this kind of uh, this kind of error. Matt, I'll start with you. I'm going to put the White House aside for just a second and talk about the corporate examples. Sure. I'm not surprised at all that we're seeing a lot of these things happening at the same time because big corporations are now paying the price for mistakes they made during the Great Recession. And let me explain just a little bit if I can. Budgets were cut and slashed in PR during the recession. The accountants who looked at spreadsheets saw PR as a luxury item, not a business necessity. So agencies were cut, staffs were cut, and PR was knocked down a few pegs at a lot of big companies, including companies that we worked with at my firm during the recession. Uh And at a lot of these companies, PR no longer has a seat, quite literally, at the executive table. So... I don't know what happened at Pepsi, but my educated guess is, because we're seeing this more and more in big companies, is that a big ad gets produced and there are no PR eyes looking at it. On the ad. I was on a conference call the other day with a client and the CEO was on the call and I was on the call and something was presented for an upcoming program. And I took a look at it and I said, we're going to get killed if we communicate (laughs) it this way. And the CEO listened to that counsel and some changes were made. If any PR person with any experience had seen that ad, it probably wouldn't have ever made it out of the company. And if you look at United Airlines, it was very clear to me that there's a, there was a tug of war going on on Monday morning after the Sunday incident between the attorneys and the PR people. The attorneys won because in that corporate culture, they obviously have a louder voice. By the time the PR people finally got to prove that they were right, uh, the third <laughs> of three statements went out. Yeah. And yeah. and that CEO of United now has done one TV interview. Now that might check a box, but one tactic will never fix a crisis. Huh. So there is a cultural issue there and we see this in big corporate America all over the place since the recession. Yeah. Uh, Ari Adler, uh, you are the director of communications for Governor Rick Snyder, someone who is uh, who's worked in in many different Sort of government PR roles. Talk about talk about what we saw at the podium in the press room at the White House this this week, and uh, what what went wrong uh, there. But also what the response should be to to that kind of error. Well, first of all, I mean, you talk about a stress level. I can't think of a of a spokesperson with higher stress than the um, spokesperson or the press secretary for a president, sure. uh, and particularly this president, who seems like a pretty demanding guy. So uh, there's obviously a lot of stress going on there. But I think what what happens sometimes is when you're in that role, is a couple things can happen. One is um, you end up diverting from your script, and I don't mean that to say that you can only say what you've written previously, because you never know what the questions are going to be, all of them at least coming at you, and you have to respond on the fly a little bit, but uh, you don't want to just continue to grasp at what you should be saying or could be saying. You want to make sure you have uh, everything ready to go in front of you and and try not to deviate, regardless of where the media tries to take you. Um, You know, the other thing then, too, is in, in some instances, I think you're seeing 
where uh, Sean Spicer, and this has happened to a number of press secretaries, can become a little too comfortable and a little too friendly uh, in their in their interactions. And the the press briefings that we're seeing from the White House, which we're seeing now more than we ever have before. I don't recall a time when we've seen them broadcast daily on every television network uh, so that people can watch and online and everything yeah. else. Uh, it, it, it's a situation where um, he, he's become a, it's become a little bit too much casual conversation, I think, in a lot of ways. And so you sort of lose that um, authority figure thing. And again, I don't mean that in a bad way, but you, you have to think about Sean Spicer isn't speaking for Sean Spicer, much like, um, you know, I don't speak for myself. When I speak, I speak uh, if I'm in an official role somewhere, I'm speaking for the governor. Uh, Sean is speaking for the president. And so they have have to always think about it's not um, your name is attached to the quote, but the quote is literally coming from your boss. And so you have to think about that. Now, I will give Sean a lot of credit when he did the um, the panel at New- at the museum when they had that program the other day. Uh-huh. I thought he gave a very uh, heartfelt and what seemed to be a sincere apology for what he'd done. I think he realized he had, had completely screwed that up. Um, this is a case where he's made mistakes before, but this time he really crossed a line and he had to, to stand up and, and take his lumps for it, and I think he did that. Um, I would add just one thing, too. You know, Matt mentioned the the idea of PR people being at the corporate table, I think he's absolutely right on that one. Uh, I have seen too many instances uh, in a lot of different ways where uh, things will happen and management will say, oh, we have a problem now. This is a crisis. We better get the PR team in here. Uh, and if they had had the PR team in from the beginning to th- review what they were going to do, mm-hmm. uh, someone would have raised a red flag and said, uh, can we cut this off before it becomes a problem? So so going back to the White House press secretary, Sean Spicer, I mean – one of the things that I've always heard from spokespeople like yourself is never become the story, never become the front person, the face uh, in front of the person that you're that you're representing, as you said, speaking for. Uh, there's no question that that's happened here. And so I think one of the things that I'd love to have you address is where's that line uh, where somebody in that role says, you know what? Uh, I, I'm too much of the story here. I'm going to remove myself uh, because I can't get past. Uh, I can't get past people talking about or asking about uh, this thing that I did or I said. What's that? Uh, or at what point should that person's boss go to them and say, "You know what? Uh, we're going to have to do something else." Well, my initial thought is, you know, when you become a regular character on Saturday Night Live, that might be a good indication. Um, but that's been you're you know, a little too out front. <laughs> that's you're a little too out front when you become a regular, right? Um, you know, but it's a it's again, it's a situation. You know, how do we get people away from talking about uh, what Sean Spicer is doing as Sean Spicer, and yes. how does the administration get people talking about what is the administration doing, and and what are the policies? Because as long as the media is reporting on things about how a press secretary delivers a message or what a press secretary said or, or didn't say, uh, then they're not writing about the policy issues that you want them to be writing about because that's the whole point of, of setting your policy and trying to make change is that's what you need the media to focus on because the media, uh, despite all of its issues with, with trying to survive in a lot of places, uh, is still a main source of information for the public that you are serving. And yeah. so you have to use them as that conduit. Go ahead, Matt. I think Sean Spicer has been an embarrassment to PR since he first took the White House podium in January. But I think he was put in a really tough spot this week with a really bad administration talking point that somehow what happened in Syria was worse than anything that happened in World War II. And he really struggled with that. And uh, I, I so 
yes, he 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 said some horrible things that that offended me personally, uh-huh. but and and a lot of other people and deserved the criticism. <laughs> but we have to look at, at along the lines of what Ari said. He's representing the administration. He was dealt a bad hand. So do you? I mean, do you think that he was unable to to push back? I guess against the the, the idea of that, and was given this talking point and just sort of sort of. I think it's been very it? clear since his first briefing, where he tried selling the American public on the fact that that was the largest crowd in inaugural history. <laughs> he's been given really bad talking points to work with. And what he has to decide as a communication professional is, is it worth it? Right. Is this job, this quote-unquote dream job for somebody in political PR, is it worth it to him? Right. And he's decided so far, apparently, that it is. Yeah. And and I think there are some people who who surmise that some of this is is intentional, to draw attention to Sean Spicer as opposed to some of the other things that the administration is doing because they don't want attention on on those things is that a is that a believable scenario? I, I would defer to uh, Ari on that because <laughs> of political machinations. Uh, it's certainly a topic of conversation, and nobody, it seems, from the administration has done anything to quell that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Ari, what do you what do you make of that uh, that that uh, supposition that that perhaps some of what we're seeing Sean Spicer do and say uh, is sort of intentionally distracting? Uh, in a way that takes uh, the focus away from other things that the administration doesn't want people talking about. I, you know, I, I, that might be too much of a conspiracy theory. I mean, you think about who his boss is in, in President Trump, and this is a guy who uh, I think likes to be the one getting the attention. He likes to be the one showing that he knows what he's doing, and, and he feels like he's doing the right thing. And I think they would prefer to have attention spent on on the policies that they're trying to create and what they're trying to do. You know, Donald Trump's the one that made the campaign promises and wants to deliver on them. Sean Spicer is not that person. Yeah. Uh, so they need to be talking about that. You know, and I mentioned mainstream media, too, and I think we also have to talk about the fact that we now have, because of the, the growth of social media, uh, everything that happens in mainstream media ends up on social media, gets distorted, gets turned into memes, gets all kinds of attention. Sure. Uh, and then it's a circular uh, situation where the mainstream media starts to report on what's happening on social media. <laughs> and so it's sort of a never-ending cycle of, of the, that drags you down if you can't get in front of it. And that's what happened with United. That's what's happened with Pepsi. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, Pepsi's greatest gift was United, right? And then, uh, and, and you haven't even mentioned the Burger King uh, uh, commercial, right. sure. uh, with where they where they set up this commercial where it was um, set up to give a command word that would trigger people's Google Home devices to report uh, the Wikipedia entry on what a Whopper is. Uh, and you talk about a PR blunder there. I mean, Burger King tried that and then didn't think about the fact that oh, if people get mad at you, they're going to go into Wikipedia and change what's on there. So people started to hear some really horrible things about the Whopper. And I just uh, saw this morning now that um, they have tried to reset their ads so that Google blocked them. It took a couple of hours and Google heard about it and basically shut down that system. They have now changed the ad so it's a different sounding voice. So they think it, and it's apparently starting to trigger the Google Home devices again. Okay, it's like, great. if you don't learn from the first time, let's try it again and really upset people. Yeah, right. uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Matt Friedman. He's a principal at Tanner Friedman PR firm. Also with us is Ari Adler. He is the director of communications for Governor Rick Snyder. We are talking about the week of blunders in public relations, uh, the Pepsi ad that had to be pulled, uh, showing Kendall Jenner handing a Pepsi to a cop, sort of uh, drawing on images from Black Lives Matter protests, maybe making a little bit too light of 
that subject. Then United Airlines has uh, a passenger dragged off and uh, beaten and bloodied uh, off of a flight uh, while cameras uh, all capture it uh, and disseminate it on social media. And Sean Spicer, who is the White House press secretary, uh, faces calls to resign after saying that Hitler never used chemical weapons against his own people, uh, which made him uh, not as quite as bad as uh, Bashar al-Assad in Syria. What do you think of these kinds of missteps? Uh, what do you think of the products that these missteps are now associated with? Are you not going to fly United Airlines anymore after what you saw? Are you not going to drink Pepsi uh, because of that ad? Or do you think that these are just things that happen and you sort of move on and uh, and forget about it? 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today uh, and we will work your comments into the conversation. Uh, also tell us what you think whether you think Sean Spicer, who is the White House press secretary, ought to lose his job over what has happened this week and what has sort of happened uh, since he took that job, the sort of attention he gets over and over for either things that he says uh, or mis, uh, mis, uh, mischaracterizes, I guess, is uh, probably the best, best way to put it. Uh, should Donald Trump uh, get rid of this person and bring somebody else in? Again, 313-577-1019 is the number. Go ahead, Matt. Ari mentioned social media, and if you look at the United situation, you can't discount the impact of social media. I did airline PR uh, early in my career, um, and it is a high degree of difficulty. Working with an industry that people love to hate, in an industry that stirs emotions on a daily basis as soon as there's an imperfection in the schedule of any kind, and we all like to tell our travel war stories. To one another. Uh, that's one of the things that connects us as people. If you have nothing else to talk to somebody about, you can sit next to them in, at an airport and talk to them about the last time you were on a delayed flight. What's happened now, though, with social media is that there's no margin for error. And there's no time for a corporation and its PR apparatus to be able to sit back and calculate a situation. They need to be prepared. They need to have a culture of communication with their customers. And what happened with United early this week is they seem to be in crisis denial. Yeah. And that's something that we see a lot with clients is we have to convince them sometimes that they're really in a crisis. There's no room for that now. Any of us can expose a crisis with live video on our phones instantly. Yeah. And that's what happened this week. Yeah. Uh, Ari Adler, uh, before you came back to work for Governor Snyder. You were, you were away for a time. Um, uh, we, saw the, we saw that office, I think, uh, engage in these kinds of missteps with regard to the Flint water crisis, uh, the way that uh, the governor was talking about it, the things that were being done. I mean, he was just being pummeled uh, over and over. Uh, talk about the the strategy of trying to sort of right that ship. Like once once it happens, once uh, something awful happens and uh, and you compound the error essentially by making a PR blunder on top of it, what are the things that you have to do to, to sort of send things back in, the, in a different direction, especially given what you were talking about with regard to uh, the influence of social media uh, on all of these things, things you can't really control? 
You know, well, the first thing we had to do was make sure that everything was being done that could be done. And that's something that I needed to know when I took over the position. I'm like, are we doing what can be done to to correct the situation in terms of the water quality in Flint and helping the people recover? And, and it looked like that was all well underway um, even before I took this position, but it was not being communicated as well or as clearly as it should have. And so that was one of the things when I came into the position was we're going to be more aggressive. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but more um, out front with here's what the state is doing, here's how it's doing it, uh, making sure that we have information going to the media, uh, but also directly to the people of Flint, uh, working closely with the city to make sure information is being put out, um, but also then working with the media to make sure they have the right information. If we see things that are reported incorrectly, uh, getting on the media a little bit and saying, hey, this is no longer accurate and we need to update this. And so making sure that people have the right information you know, between social media and just the internet in general, uh, information that's out there that's incorrect somewhat lives forever. I mean, it has a, a very long half-life. And so you will find that we still to this day are having to respond to people saying, oh, I you know, see you created this link or you responded or reacted to this sort of information, but did you know that this is no longer accurate and here's what the new information is? And a lot of times people react positively and will say, oh, I hadn't heard that or I didn't know that. Sure. So it's really about... Um, being out front with people, being straight with them, and, and giving that information. We're not trying to sell people anything, but they need the information so they know what's actually going on. And yeah. that's what we've been trying to do. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Mary in Royal Oak. Welcome to Detroit Today, Mary. Good morning. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. Sure. I love your show. Thank you. Um, I appreciate the discussion on the blunders and Sean Spicer his comments are more of a blunder, more than a blunder to me. Um, they were really an embarrassment. But what concerns me more is the dialogue all week has been about these blunders, but very little discussion about an eight-year-old that was killed in his classroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have uh, less um, stomach to to discuss that grave concern that this country faces. Yeah, I, uh, Mary, that's a really interesting observation, and I'm, I'm glad you called in and shared that with us. Uh, I, I guess I don't know what the answer is to that, why that's true. I don't know whether that's a function of uh, of social media, the, the influence that social media has and the, the, the way that, uh, that, uh, that it can sort of, you know, ignite interest in in pretty trivial things, but I'm uh, I'm curious to, to my guests here what, what what they think about Mary's observation there. I, I think there are a lot of theories on this. Um, first among them is the kind of lowest common denominator nature of news yeah. and conversation. Sure, we can relate to the guy dragged off the flight. I think a lot of people said that could have been me. Yeah, that could have been somebody I know. And the other factor here is video. We have video of the Pepsi ad. Right. We had video of Sean Spicer. We had video of a guy getting dragged off a plane where he had bought a ticket. And uh, the situation inside the school, while, while tragic and disturbing, not uh, we watch. have helicopter video of the outside of the school, and that's about it. And it's hard to, it's hard to picture. It's hard to get your head around it. Uh, I'm not trying to make excuses for media. I, I don't like to do that. But sometimes I try to offer explanation because I've, I've worked on this type of thing from multiple sides. Yeah. Yeah. Ari Edler, go ahead. Well, you know, this is one of those things where I mentioned earlier that the, the mainstream media and social media end up in this cyclical uh, nature of, of kind of feeding off of each other. Sure. And 
you know, to Mary's point, I mean, the 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 issue with the, the or the the situation where the eight year old was shot and killed is is very tragic. But you know, are people willing to really get out on social media and talk about that? It's uncomfortable for some people, and it's much easier to oh look, here's a funny meme about what happened on United, or here's what happened. You know, I don't like Sean Spicer, I don't like Trump. Here's the latest you know blunder that he's made, that sort of thing, and it just gets shared exponentially. And once something starts to get more traction on social media the mainstream media feels like they need to be covering that more because it's obviously getting some attention. Um, and so I think that's where you have that uh, situation where it's it's easier for people to talk about it. And, you know, quite honestly, how many people are, if you're going to talk about the uh, the thing that happened in the school shooting, and maybe we should be talking about it more, but you're going to end up in these situations on your Facebook feed where you've got people arguing about gun control. And nobody really wants to get into that argument a lot of times. But it's but everybody can relate to, like like Matt said, everybody can relate to the, re- the time that you hated an airline for some reason, right? So you have that common denominator there that everybody can join in on. And I think that's unfortunately what happens. Okay, Matt Friedman, principal at Tanner Friedman PR firm, and Ari Adler, director of communications for Governor Rick Snyder. Thank you both for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. Anytime. Absolutely. Great. Thanks, Stephen. Up next, we're going to talk with author Peter Ho-Davies, a featured author at this year's Midwest Literary Walk. And stay tuned. Uh, We're also going to get to the tickets to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me at the Fox Theater June 15th at 7.30 p.m. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Thank you.